the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? Anything you want to talk about? We can talk about. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Wall Street negative. Miley Cyrus. MTV, I know, like that's exactly how far you could take investing. You can take it all that distance. Wall Street's all about product, and we're in summertime. So when the president talks about two days of coordinated strikes against Syria to punish them for crossing the red line of chemical gas... It gets your attention, but not very many people's attention because volume is incredibly low right now. Stock market was meandering yesterday. Then, uh, as I was in my vehicle, Secretary of State Kerry talked to little Syria. He made it clear that the Assad regime is going to be held accountable for its use of chemical weapons, and he wasn't hinting at sanctions. We're going to be throwing the missiles. It's a matter of time. Interesting note, where's Germany? Where's France? Where's anyone that should be saying, you know what? It's not cool to kill your own people with chemicals, especially women and children. If you want to go in and shoot them, fine, but no chemicals. So that's interesting, right? That's a bit of a pick-me-up this morning. Markets in India, Indonesia, Philippines, all down 3 to 4%. Thailand down 2.7%. A cry. <laughs> the markets are going to sell it off. Oil prices sit at $108 a barrel. Is there anything interesting to note about this? Yeah. With Middle East and bombs flying around, watch to see if it tells us that this talk is it a vacuum? Because Fox News is running headlines about World War III starting in Syria. Or is this market doesn't really care? And they think the Syrian strikes will be short and sweet. The SP 500 down 13. Dow down 80. The NASDAQ down 34. 10-year treasury sits at 2.75%. In theory, on one hand... A strike in Syria would be good for the short-term investor who wants low interest rates to continue to be the monetary policy. On the other hand, it could lead to some inflation in oil prices. Gold sits up 26 buckaroos today at 14.19. If you're thinking war is going to happen on the aggressive side, maybe getting the gold as a flight to safety. Bill Ackman moves to dump his entire stake of J.C. Penney's. 
Indian NFL bet that cost this fund more than $600 million. Not only did he get in and try to turn the company around, but there's a loss of thousands of jobs. The company's still struggling to write itself. What we're learning is the company, J.C. JCPenney's, is a company who has customers who are, I'd say, lower middle class. And by trying to sell upper middle class goods to them, it didn't work. So, there's a lot of value there, but... I don't know. To me, their customer base isn't the type of customer base that I want to invest in. Because if you're looking for lower middle class, you've got Target or maybe Walmart, depending on how you define this. Other stories of note, MTV's Video Music Awards viewership soared 66%. Now, that has partially to do with the fact that Miley Cyrus and others put on an entertaining, if not disturbing, show. Bad Boy Band, in sync, drew 10.1 million viewers. Now, last year at this point in time, they there was a Democratic National Convention going on. So, eh, right? And Miley Cyrus showing that she's got something going on as far as smarts go for getting people to notice her. She's taken over the bad girl role. That Lady Gaga gave up, that Britney Spears once had, that Madonna once had. Miley Cyrus drew a record 306,000 tweets per minute. You can't say she didn't get a name in the news. She did do that. You know what? You know what upsets me is that it is tough in this day and age to raise a child. You read about teenagers being emotionally conflicted. Today, the first day of school, for some, a car full of children going to school ran into a tree in the Bay Area, and the passenger died. Like, teenagers have enough to work through. They need to figure out what twerking means. Hey, good news. Home prices rose in the month of June at a marginally slower pace. Yay! They rose, but at a marginally slower pace. Presidential real estate prices increased in June at a slower rate, a sign that the pace of improvement in the housing market is cooling. The S&P Case-Shiller Index, it measures 20 cities. It shows us that the... I don't know, what what was the name of that gall, that game where you had a, a little metal ball in a maze and you had to like rotate it left and right and quick, 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 down, 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 so you don't go in the hole. It feels incredibly like that's what housing has right now, this strange shift in momentum. It's, it's definitively emotion in force. It's definitively going, you know, whoosh. And it's not stopping right now. What's behind it in this part of it has been lower interest rates after a correction. A fan base of people who only believe in real estate. But also, the disturbing one, 29% of all purchases are being done in cash. Someone's coming up with $450,000 to buy a home, and they put it in cash. Now, on one hand, that's awesome, because, well, I own property. On the other hand, it's 
devastating for the person who doesn't. On the other hand, it's also telling you that hedge funds tend to go to where the momentum is. And when they get out, they get out really, really, really fast. So if I were considering selling my home in the next five years, I'd consider selling it this year or next year. If what I'm seeing in hedge funds plays out. San Francisco saw a 24.5% increase in prices. New York, just 3.3%. A 24.9% jump in Vegas. San Diego and Vegas are the biggest adjusted monthly increase of just 2.2%. If you uh, strip out seasonal variations, that is. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up in Los Gatos. It's a retirement workshop boot camp. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I'd love to see you there. It's in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel. We'll take a break here. It's Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Black talk all things financial, money, investing, and more. We hear about the college tuition issues and debt loads tied towards college students. The real benefits of college show over the course of a career, and they're not instantly obvious, but over a course of a career, it's a no-brainer. It's massive. The early payoff is tiny. It's even non-existent because students come out of college with debt loads. You know, you can call it job versus career. Colleges give you a career. High school gets you a job. Individuals with a college degree may start in the same compensation range, but over a career they grow exponentially. Ten years after graduation, people with at least a four-year degree see compensation on average of about $3,700 a year versus 369 for non-graduates. The gap is even more massive after 20 years. Graduates earn $25,000 more than those with a four-year degree. Student loan debt, obviously a big concern in this argument, though. Graduate degree versus bachelor's degree. The initial debt load of a graduate degree is higher, but in the longer term, it does pay off. Some $18,000 more per year for the last 10-plus years. Tells you, send your kids to school if you can. Hopefully, uh, they pick a major that has a good career ahead of itself. SP 500 is down 13 points today. Very low volume. I'm really not working. I'm Rob 2.0 until after Labor Day. The Dow down 92, and the Nasdaq down 37. 
Welcome in CFP Chad Burton, Chad Burton of NewFocusFinancial.com. He's a certified financial planner. That's what he does for a living. Chad, one of the products out there, and Wall Street's products, whether you think of it as products or not, it is. Stock's a product. Mutual fund's a product. There's a commission involved, an exchange of money. But one of the products out there are annuities. Mm -hmm. And annuities have some promises to them because they're insurance companies, but they also have some investments to them because they're investment products as well. Yeah, and you know, I know a lot about annuities because when I got into the business, I got in, um, started working with my grandfather. He worked at banks for years selling annuities and mutual funds, and back then, annuities were a very attractive product because capital gains taxes were at 27%, right? So anytime you changed an investment, you'd get nailed with taxes, so deferring that in an annuity made a lot of sense. Well, deferring that in an annuity these days when capital gains taxes are at 15% or even 20 if they go up to 20% next year, they're just not as attractive because the fees in variable annuities are usually one and a half to three percent higher than just buying a mutual fund directly. So the higher fees eat up all of the tax incentives that you get for doing it these days. And unfortunately, it, it ends up being one of the hottest selling products out there when there's a lot of market fear because they offer certain bells and whistles, which you really end up paying for. And do you need those bells and whistles? To me, an investment is 20 to 40 years. Minimum five. Yeah. So 99% of the people know. Um, so in a, in a, first of all, there's no-load variable annuity products, and I've right. use, I use a couple of them because okay. they're pretty good. They're great bond alternatives, and I'll talk about that maybe in a minute if we have time. But, but the benefits that you don't really need, first of all, what the company usually says is that, let's say you put in $100,000, and the market tanks 50%, and you die. Okay. And the, the account's worth 50. Your heirs will get the original $100,000. But they charge like 1.5% a year for that death benefit, right? For a $50,000 death benefit. 1.5% on 100 grand is $1,500. You could probably buy $500,000 of life insurance for that. So the only person that would want that is if you're scared of the market, you know you're going to die in the next couple of years, and you want a death benefit for your heirs, then you might buy a variable annuity. That has a death benefit guarantee. But again, you're also looking at a low-cost variable annuity. And the problem with variable annuities is most of them are sold by insurance guys who don't really know about investments because they know about insurance. So there are a couple good no-load variable annuities. You know a variable annuity is bad if, number one, it ties up your money for a period of time. So if it ties up your money for over a year, it's a loaded product. Somebody's getting a commission. Big commission. Not just a small commission. Big commission. If the internal fees are, you know approaching that 2% range, you know it's a big loaded product. And and the sales pitches are really good because the person selling it to you makes usually 5 to 7% on what you put in. So $100,000 is a $7,000 commission. And they could go as high as 9%. Right. And they, they, they act like they're going to help you manage your money because usually inside these things there's 30 different investment choices that look like mutual funds. And they set you up initially and then you never hear from them again because they're looking for the next you to sell to. So the other benefit that is out there that people are buying most of now is the lifetime guarantee benefit. Okay. And unfortunately, people think that their principal is guaranteed. All that the insurance companies are doing is saying that if you put in $100,000, we'll guarantee that we'll pay out at, you know, 4 or 5% a year for the rest of your life, no matter what the market does. Okay. Um, But the problem is is that on the high fee ones, you end up paying for that in the long run because the way that the fees are structured it ends up eating in so much to the principal value that you end up behind the game in 10 years. Some of the no-load products, though, that are out there that offer 55 to 
for the rest of your life, no matter what the market does, and they have lower fees, like around the 1.6% range, it's a decent bond alternative for part of your IRA account. But only until bonds are, are you know, get to that 5 to 6% yield range. So let's say in three years you want to just buy the bonds directly, you're, you're going to want to be able to get out of the variable annuity. But, Rob, with, with all that said, it is a good idea to have at least 20% of your income coming from, in retirement, some sort of a guaranteed source outside of Social Security. Okay. So that's why I am using some no-load uh, annuities that guarantee income for life for you know maybe 5 to 20% of a portfolio, depending on the situation. But they're no-load products, so that if I want to leave in two years, I can get my client out of them without any additional costs. Good stuff. Anything else that we need to know about? Um, younger people, it's just, you know, there's really not a lot of need for younger people to save in variable annuities. The way that you'd structure it is, is that you buy low-cost, low-turnover total stock market and index funds in your taxable accounts, and, you know, your balanced, your international, your small cap, and your retirement accounts, and you'll essentially get a lot of tax deferral that way anyway. So don't, younger people shouldn't be paying for the higher fees in variable annuities at all. Fixed annuities, they're great products when interest rates are like 6 7 8%, but they're not at 7 8% right now. No, it's, it's, you, get, you run too much risk because most of the time fixed annuities will tie your money up for three to five years like, in a, like a CD. Yeah. And they're, but they're not guaranteed by the FDIC. They're guaranteed by the insurance company offering them. So um, you can look at them, though, when, yeah, rates are higher and they're coming down. Um, they're, they're, again, a good bond or a cash alternative if you're getting them from higher-rated insurance companies. And if they're only, like, three to five years long and you know you don't need the money for that period of time. Sounds good. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And he is a certified financial planner. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget to give me Chad and myself at Toll House Hotel, September 12th, 6.30-9. It is a workshop tied towards retirement issues. I'd love to see you there. Plus, call now and installation is free. Call one Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW. Welcome back again. Summer's winding down. Labor Day is around the corner. Volume is light. Moves in the market can be exaggerated up or down because of that. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, to talk about the big issues on the market. Patrick, I loved your headline this morning on your pinned piece. Tied towards seriousness. <laughs> I appreciate that, Rob. Thanks. <laughs> How much time do you put into being creative? Because I think that's actually, it helps people. Well, I tell you what, uh, I think it's uh, proportional to the uh, the amount of sleep I get each night. So, uh, honestly, not a lot of time. <laughs> it just kind of, I think... I'm a little stir-crazy in the morning, and uh, it kind of leads to some uh, uh, more entertaining titles, if you will. So just so it's not an inside joke, Patrick pins page one, which is a pre-open analysis of the news that drives the markets. And today it was getting serious. Yesterday I was driving, and I heard John Kerry talk about, well, there's this serious cross the line, and we're going to do something about it. Now we're looking like probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three days of strikes, and the market probably doesn't like that. What's your take on this? 
Yeah, well, you know, one just kind of side take is so much for the element of surprise, right? You know, I, I didn't go to West Point or anything, but I thought that was a key thing in, in battle. <laughs> and here we are announcing to the world exactly the day we're going to go hit Syria. Um, but in any event, um, it, it's obviously one of the factors here that's uh, uh, holding back the equity market. It's injecting a whole new element of uncertainty. Um, there are you know, been an understanding that if Syria had crossed that line of using chemical weapons that there would likely be a response. But in any event, uh, now that that moment is at hand, and it certainly does sound like a response is coming, um, the concern for the market is really, you know, could it eventually explode into a larger conflict in the key oil-producing region of the Middle East. Um, and you're seeing that reflected in oil prices today. Um, and it's, you know, uh, it's just in a period like this where, like you mentioned, you know, trading conditions are thin. Um, no one's really looking to take a whole lot of risk at this point. It's certainly a headline that's going to make you feel a lot less, a lot more risk-averse. And uh, you're seeing that reflected in falling equity prices right now. <laughs> So I think the second biggest story of the day has to be Jack Lew and the United States government with the Obama administration and the Congress. House Speaker John Boehner said last month the Republicans not going to increase the debt ceiling without cuts in spending. Treasury Secretary Jack Lew um, said we're not going to negotiate over this. Is this going to be a problem in September? Yeah, well, I mean, you said it, Rob. I mean, that, that's a key headline here, and uh, I would inject that uh, that headline also came out yesterday uh, right about the same time Secretary Kerry was, was speaking. So there's some, some questions as to whether what really was the more, you know, uh, impactful headline. But uh, when you put them together, though, it's, you know, again, it's one more element of uncertainty, and we do think that uh, the notion that, a debt ceiling debate is going to go up to the last minute because neither side is going to really want to uh, concede other sides the other side's um, positions. Um, it, it you know could get uh, you know a little bit dicey, and so uh, September is certainly shaping up. It seems from a headline perspective to be uh, a volatile month, uh, and you're starting to see that reflected in rising prices in the CBOE volatility index. Um, and again, when there's a, uh, a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace, uh, particularly after you've seen a big move in equity prices, the general response tends to be to pull back, take some money off the table, uh, and wait to see what happens. And I think that's what you're seeing unfolding uh, in recent weeks here. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com, he's Chief Market Analyst. Speak with him every Tuesday at 7.30 Pacific Time. Home prices, the third headline that I jumps out this morning, increased at an alarmingly high rate, rising 12.2% in the year, ended in May, biggest gain since March 2006. I struggle to try to explain to people that you need wage inflation to go with home price inflation, but in California, there's a saying, real estate always goes up. Uh, yeah. so, thoughts? Well, unless you have a um, financial crisis of epic proportions, uh, so barring that, then you're 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 probably on the mark there, and that you do see a uh, historical trend that you know real estate prices do tend to rise uh, on a pretty steady basis. But you know, we think it is somewhat reflective of you know the the speculative flare that's kind of hit the housing market here with uh, mortgage rates being so low for so long, and prices haven't gotten so beaten down 
that you had um, you know invest investors out there, if you will, you know hedge funds and the like, which had a lot of cash reserves and had the capability to come in and scoop up these properties, and it just kind of touched off a, a firestorm of, of investment speculation, which you know generally doesn't. Uh, you know, end well in a lot of respects, but uh, you're seeing that reflected in these large year-over-year price increases in certain markets, like you mentioned, California and Las Vegas, and um, <clears throat> and and some of these hard-hit areas uh, during the uh, the housing meltdown. And so, um, you know, we don't think that you're going to see this pace of price appreciation persists because you do start to have headwinds now from rising mortgage rates and you're starting to see investors pull back because I think they're beginning to recognize that their own actions have driven prices higher in some markets that so high in some markets that it's no longer advantageous for them to come in and try and uh, and buy homes at those prices and then try to rent them out so um, so you're likely to see a little bit of that slowdown as uh, there's a lack of um, uh, distressed properties and a lack of participation in there from the investment community. Some people try to talk about real estate and saying it's a pendulum. When it starts to move, it gains momentum, then it starts to taper off, then it starts to slowly go down, and it starts to gain momentum on the downside, and then back and forth. Um, right now, we're hearing a lot about hedge funds buying houses in cash. 29% of all house deals are done in cash. Is that a sign that it's the end of the up cycle, or are you not willing to say that? Um, you know, I don't. I don't think we're willing to say that because, you, you, to the extent that you continue to get, you know, some improvement in the labor market, right, and you get mm-hmm. some, you know, modest improvement in wage income, um, and when people take a step back and they do realize that mortgage rates, while they have come up noticeably in you know recent months, they are still, you know, at historically, you know, low levels, all things considered, and and um, you know, you factor those those elements in and uh, and there is a basis to think that you know home sales can continue to rise but we do think that you're going to see that pace of appreciation slow uh, you know because you're not going to get as much participation like you said from <clears throat> uh, from these hedge fund investors um, and you know if anything you know you might get a little bit uh, more stable market here that you know perhaps lend some confidence to that individual uh, buyer who's been you know a little bit you know, fearful of jumping in now given the, the large price gains they've seen. But if you can get things kind of settling down here, both in terms of mortgage rates and uh, and price increases, uh, it might bring in some marginal buying that sort of, you know, keeps this housing market supported. But um, but probably, you know, I don't think you're going to see the, you know, the housing sector itself uh, drive uh, overall GDP growth uh, as or as contribute as much anyway as it has in uh, in recent years you know, as this uh, stabilization occurs. Now, I always read your materials. I always read Jeff Rosen's materials at briefing.com. Who should we be pointing to, or who would you like to point us to that you really like their insights if we were to say you were to go to that page first? Well, right. Well, you know, briefing.com has uh, several different layers of its subscription service. We have our InPlay service, our InPlay Plus, and our trader service. And so, um, you know, there are some um, really good traders we have in-house here that uh, cater to the day trading community. Uh, they file under tickers, symbols known as uh, ScalpX and ChartX. Uh, they do a lot of 
technically driven trading action and will target specific entry and exit points. So if you're you know in that day trading community, those are two uh, traders we'd certainly be following. And then on the InPlay Plus side, I have an analyst by the name of Jim Bush. Uh, he's a senior analyst here who writes our emerging growth column uh, based on a number of quantitative uh, factors he's he's put together to identify some uh, good emerging growth uh, stocks, not just not referencing emerging markets, but you know stocks that are kind of flying below the radar and and look to have some good growth potential. So he's certainly you know one of the analysts here that uh, uh, would behoove your listeners and and anyone else really to follow. I think if they came and uh, and subscribed to Briefing.com's In Play Plus service. We've got about two minutes left. You just mentioned briefly emerging markets. If you have a ten-year, thirty-year time horizon, emerging markets is it a good time because Today was a rough day on India, Indonesia, the Philippines, Thailand. It's a lot of volatility. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of volatility, but you know, under the parameters you just laid out, a 10-year to 30-year time horizon, say absolutely. You know, the emerging markets are going to continue to be uh, a growing presence here, and as as more you know consumers there move up the income chain, if you will, and and the rise of the middle class in those areas is going to. be a good growth area for U.S. multinationals. And, you know, when we talk about this emerging market volatility, well, we saw that obviously in the late 90s. It, it does happen. It's almost a cyclical event, if you will. But these countries are getting a little bit better uh, in terms of managing their finances and uh, not being so beholden to fixed exchange rates uh, that they should be able to, you know, come through this storm eventually and provide a, you know, a good investment opportunity for someone with such a long-term time horizon. <laughs> Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. He's the chief market analyst. We hit four pretty big concepts there. If you didn't grasp those, go to the podcast, www.kdow.biz or Apple iTunes, Rob Black, your money. Consume it. He's a smart guy. I don't hang on every word, but every word he says has something powerful in it. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. They say at age 32, we turn into our parents. That awkward moment where we are our parents. Have you ever told your kids, because I said so, and cringed a little bit? Hearing your dad get into you? Some signs that you've become your parents thinking that 6 a.m. is a time for getting up, not getting in. Listening to AM radio is another sign you're your parents. Listening to podcasts dedicated to business, you are your parents. 
You know that your your mom and dad when you leave Facebook because you're jealous of your childless childless friend's post. Dude goes to Vegas, gets blasted, hangs out with members of the opposite sex. Like, I'm going to hide him or just go away. The average woman wears only a quarter of the shoes that she owns. What a waste of money. Many women may feel a need for a new pair of stilettos, but most of us look at the members, women, as going like, why are you spending so much on heels? I look at shoes, and yes, they are fashion. Absolutely. The average woman owns 20.1 pair of shoes, spends $38 per pair, and has a shoe collection worth $760. I know you're saying, not me, mine's more. The main reason that women don't wear the shoes, believe it or not, is because they don't feel good. Hard to match with an outfit. Scared to damage them if they're expensive. Given shoes as a gift and they don't like them. Didn't like them the moment they got home. You with me on that? Like, that's an odd story. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. You know, tying that story back to the first story, I don't think it's that difficult. The average woman wears only a quarter of the shoes, and that we are becoming our parents. Most people don't get serious about their financial life and their financial future until their 30s, and they've already missed 10 of the greatest years to invest, their 20s. I want you to have fun, but I want you to be frugal. If you find yourself in that scenario where, like, you go to New York City, then you go to L.A., then you go to Portland, then you go to Houston, and these are all, like, entertainment trips, you're probably doing something slightly wrong. Hey, if you're crazy, don't email me, please. I know that that sounds awkward, but... Stay away. You scare me. SP 500 is down 15 today. The Dow is down 101. The Nasdaq is down 44. We're dealing with Syria today. I know you're saying, I bet you 90% of Americans can't find Syria on a map. Right? Obama's anti-war stance strained by calls to act on Syria. Syria vows defiance with a nation that's killing their own people with chemicals. How do you stand by as a nation that is one of the leaders of the world? With that said, a lot more people have been killed in Africa. And maybe because they don't have oil, maybe the color of their skin, maybe a lack of potentially helping and doing more damage than good. I don't know. I don't pretend to know politics. I know. So America's turned out to be really resilient five years after the Great Recession. If you take a look around your town, you're probably seeing some buildings going up. I am. 
Ethan Harris, a former U.S. economist at Lehman Brothers. He talked about packing his family photos and top research into a suitcase five years ago before the company went under. He said that his boss at the time said, well, we know it's going to be a devastating event, and therefore they're not going to let it happen. And he said, I don't know, maybe they will. He's now co-head of research at Bank of America. His premonition proved true. Lehman's bankruptcy exacerbated the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression. The economy, with the help of the Federal Reserve, has emerged from the ruins in much better health. The United States is weathering federal budget cuts and higher payroll taxes. Growth is picking up. We're resilient. We're in a better place than we were five years ago. Confidence is hovering around a five-year high. When we're confident, we spend. Considering the trauma that our economy went through and the panic in the markets, the economy's done pretty well in hindsight. Improving job prospects, big part of it. With rising stock prices and home prices, big part of it. Americans' finances are in the best shape in decades. You saw a report this morning out of Fidelity mentioning just exactly that. Fidelity 401k balances are up more than 10% during the second quarter of the year. Fidelity Investments average 401k balance came in at $80,600 at the end of the second quarter, up more than 10% from the same time last year. It's been a strong year for 401ks. Employees who have been employed in a 401k plan for at least 10 years have balances of about 211000 To get your calls in the air today, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Take a look at the market numbers. We've got the Dow down 100, the SP 500 down 15, the NASDAQ down 44. Got a bit coming up in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel, a retirement workshop. September 12th, you can sign up at robblack.com. You're working late. Yeah, I'm going to be. Expense, maybe even a divorce. Okay, so life happens to everyone. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. United States could be preparing for a strike against the Syrian government as early as Thursday. Check your calendars. Today is Tuesday. Is this a way to get them to back down, or is this just a bad play of giving up information early? Today we think Syria. Today we think some of the other headlines out on Wall Street, pretty negative. House Speaker John Boehner said last month the Republicans will not increase the debt ceiling without real cuts in spending. That would achieve a further reduction in the deficit. Treasury Secretary Jacob Liu reiterated today the Obama administration not going to negotiate over it. Saying Congress, you need to Step up and extend it. Interesting line. Both of them are not drawing in the same location. Will they meet halfway? I don't know. We just know that September is going to be dramatic. Tiffany, the luxury goods retailer, 
Ye of the Blue Block Box. They put it a great number, and they raised their yearly forecast. J.C. Penney's, Bill Ackman, activist shareholder for Pershing Square. He's going to sell his entire 18% stake in the company. He quit the board two weeks ago and clashed the company's other directors over strategy. That's what would be referred to as buying high and selling low. Clearly that was not his goal, but it, it, it's what happened, right? J.C. as we found in this process, couldn't be lured to change to slightly higher margin product. The customer base just didn't want it. And Bill Ackman could give away free haircuts on Saturday or Sunday to bring people into the store for their kids. Wasn't enough. Last 52 weeks, that stock's gone from 30 down to $13.50. 52-week low is 12.34. Ackman's going to lose over $800 million in the transaction. Microsoft has cut its estimate of Xbox One console shipments to 6.2 million for the fiscal 2013 in China, compared with original estimates of 7 million. Separately, the company is not going to allow reporters to cover its September 19th analyst meeting in person. Microsoft is going to make reporters watch via webcast. Sanderson Farms. They make chicken. It used to be a commercial for Purdue chickens. It takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. They blew out numbers. Higher poultry prices, but even more importantly, higher filet prices, higher meat prices. Red meat. Cow meat. Mmm... Gow. So, filet, I went into a store and it was $21 a pound. Killing me. And thus, McDonald's is coming out and debuting Mighty Wings on September 9th. Certain locations could roll out the chicken wing offering nationally, September 24th. Apple's ready in an iPhone trade-in program. An event scheduled for September 10th, which is expected to announce new iPhone and iPad models. Best Buy founder Richard Schultz has set up a plan to sell some of his 20% stake in the electronic retailer. Facebook's $20 million settlement over its sponsored stories has been approved. The suit claims the program shared members' likes of certain advertisers with Facebook friends without allowing them to opt out. Facebook's kind of an evil company, but they're also kind of a powerful company. So I kind of love and hate them. UBS upgraded the chemical producer Monsanto to buy from neutral. Starbucks has two pieces of news. First and foremost, he's not going to cut health benefits or reduce employee hours in anticipation of the new health care reform law. The company also announced its plan to open its first store in Colombia and only serve locally grown coffee. It's like do they eat Japanese food or Chinese food in China? Or do they go out for American food? In Columbia, you better serve Colombian coffee. Or you're in trouble. I know you're saying trouble. What's that even mean? Home prices in the 20 U.S. largest cities increased at a slower pace, but still increased. So the value of 20 cities rose 12.1% in June from the same month earlier, rising 12.2% in the year ended in May. It's the biggest gain since March 2006. 
increasing property values or boosting household wealth. That helps underpin consumer spending, which accounts for 70% of our economy. At the same time, the jump in mortgage rates recently is curtailing some people's uh, ability to tap home equity. You know, the rate of growth is certainly slowing, but we're still seeing respectable year-over-year increases. The thing that concerns me the most is 29% of all home purchases are being done by with cash. And that implies private equity or venture capital. And venture capital tends to go with momentum, and the pendulum is swinging high. You tend to see scenarios that they're not long-term investors. They're looking for the next great thing. And I could say the last two years on real estate has been the next great thing. To get your calls in the air, it's 800 516 It's 800-516-1220. Another story that's getting out there today that's interesting is um, Microsoft. The only person who could fire Steve Ballmer was Bill Gates. A lot of people are thinking he did. Happy birthday, Pee Wee Herman. I hope you get a bicycle. <laughs> that was bad. I apologize. There are so many words I can drag out of my vocabulary to say how awful that was. Yes, Simon, that was bad. At $1,000 an hour, bankruptcy lawyer has a side job. So bankruptcy lawyer works for $1,000 an hour. His side job? Exercising evil spirits. He gets $300 an hour for that. Okay. Now, I see a lot of people jump into the financial industry as a second career, jump into the real estate as a second career. And I find it laughable at times. Why not, honestly, why don't we all become home energy healers? Where we go into a house and bless it. He peers through his third eye and he waves his energy hand. Pain goes away. Alternative medicine and other New Age practices and philosophies have followers in the corporate world, particularly in Southern California. But it's unusual to find an attorney who makes $1,000 an hour working for $300 an hour purging evil spirits. And like the kind of BS that he says, he told an electrical contractor that the man's sorrow came from his past life as a woman. Do you find that it's kind of tragic? Anyway, a fool and his money, easily parted. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. We've got a big event coming up in Los Gatos, Toll House Hotel. It's Retirement Workshop Boot Camp. Get more information. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's filling up. September 12th is the event, 6.30 to 9 p.m. Take a break here. I'll be right back. Well, 20 KDOW Market Minute. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Interesting markets. You know what I mean by that is we have a very low volume end of summer. You kind of know this just by looking around. The numbers are lower than expected, but the parking spaces at work are a little bit more open. So, what do you do? do, 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 do. Um, are you buying on dips? First and foremost, I think you should have a strategy. Do you think we're in an up market? Do you think we're in a down market? Do you think we're in a low interest rates, buy the stocks because you can't exactly park your money and get a good return elsewhere? So, eh. I look at some trends and I go, I want to be a part of that when I get a chance. And what I mean by that, digital media is something that I think we all are very, very aware of. You know, TV, consumption of commercials, we know. So we're watching the trends shift. And recently, Facebook hit a pretty high, 52-week high. And uh, I'm trying to piece this all together for you. You know, I can tell you like Viacom and MTV and TV2, VH1, Black Entertainment Television, Black Entertainment Hip Hop, Paramount Pictures. I can tell you, you know, like Miley Cyrus was very good for that. It made them relevant for a bad reason again. But I saw a study recently that told me like, okay, well, on one hand, Viacom just got some great numbers. But how are their numbers doing on digital media? If you look at a recent study from the video advertising industry, they pulled 5,000 executives attending the interactive advertising bureau's digital content news front. They found that 75% of U.S. senior executives plan to shift their budgeting from television to digital video ads. And how will those digital video ads be distributed? 73% of the respondents will increase pre-roll ad spending. Social spending will increase by 53%. Social. Let's see who we got there. Facebook, Twitter. Can't invest in them yet. Hmm, who else? And you start going, yeah, there's Yelp and Google and... LinkedIn, sure, 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 sure. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, the top three, in my opinion, at this point in time. Digital videos. Sorry about that, Marissa. I forgot to add Yahoo. She was the head of her cheerleading 
in high school. She was in dance. She played volleyball and basketball. She did a spreadsheet to figure out which college she was going to go to. Was it going to be Stanford or was it going to be Harvard? She's kind of got a husky voice. I, I dig that. The Shy and Demir. Not my favorite. Hi, I'm Mr. Bear. I like the husky voice. So anyway, back to pre-roll ad spending. And when I say that, I, I she had the killer's player wedding. Seriously. If she wanted to adopt me, I'm in. Then again, if Snoop Dogg wanted to adopt me, I'm in. Can you imagine Snoop Dogg adopted a perfectly fine me? Okay, digital video ads. Social spending is going to increase 53%. Pre-roll, 73%. Promoted content, 41%. Branded content, 38%. Display ads, up 37%. Large format, up 34%. In the next 12 months. Facebook plans to charge advertisers between $1 million and $2.5 million for a 15-second video ad to play in consumers' news feeds three times in one day. A 30-second Super Bowl ad is selling for $4 million. Facebook CEO Sheryl Sandberg has been priming Facebook to be compared to television for a while. When she talks, she'll say things like, Every night, 88 million to 100 million people are actively using Facebook during primetime TV hours. What will the backlash be against Facebook? Will it be that our mom and dads are finally on it and we think that's uncool? Let's go elsewhere. A little bit of that. So MTV, even though they had Miley Cyrus in ratings up 66%, I know you're saying 66 why not just go ahead and say 66.6%? Sign of the devil. Miley Cyrus. She was truly disturbing. I've never used this phrase in my life, but I'm using it right here. I can't unsee that. I can't. What was the thing with the tongue? Can you imagine being a parent? 12-year-old daughters watching the MTV Music Awards? You have to try to explain that. What is she doing, Mommy? Kevin Spacey's talking about how Netflix is going to blow up traditional TV industry. It's a video that's going around pretty much so virally. They've produced a handful of excellent original series this year, Netflix. They have the potential to disrupt the traditional cable network TV model of forcing content creators to make a pilot before accepting a show. Space says there's to be 146 pilots made this year at a cost between 300 and 400 million dollars. Only 56 of those will actually be made into a series. Thus, the House of Cards that he just did for two seasons is an incredible bargain for Netflix production and execution. If you're listening to me, Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. Got a big event coming up at the Toll House Hotel. It's a house. It's a hotel that's made of cookies. It's a Toll House cookie hotel. You have to see this. It's a retirement workshop boot camp coming up soon. How soon do you say? Soon is the right answer. September 12th, 630 to 9, 630 to 9. I'm so tired. I'm a heart surgeon. Look it up in Wikipedia. Um, anything that you need to talk about, we can talk about. Talk about investing in the digital trend. If that segment didn't hit one investment idea for you, I don't know it well. Because I think I laid it all out there for you. I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough. 
Because Lord knows we're not getting far. Marissa Mayer at the Killers Player Wedding. Love you, Rob. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. I'm Rob Black for money on the Wall Street Business Network. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and Radio Station. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Each calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Remember, in the end, this is a show that's it's my opinions. I wouldn't get so caught up in trying to be right ever in the market. I would get caught up in trying to play the game correctly. I think you want to accumulate wealth, and later on you want to manage it. I think way too many people try to be correct. I think we have a resilient economy based on capitalism and some socialism, for sure. I think you could look at the government fighting over budgets, both positive and negatively, knowing that we're going to spend. That's kind of a truth here, whether you like it or not. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Our economy is always, always working, whether it's government money, which some people think is a waste, or mishandled or whether it is tied more t- publicly to you know, private companies. Let's take a quick look at some of the market numbers here. And I'm operating on about two hours sleep, so know that this is fun for me. <laughs> uh, Syria tension is the story of the day on Wall Street. Tension on when would we strike as early as Thursday is the thought for two to three days. Letting Rebels know where the strikes are going to be, because they're telling us where to aim. This ended very badly for us many years ago in Bosnia, where we were basically killing people for a mad dictator, Slobodan Milosevic. I don't know. I'm not making a political statement when I say that. I was under Clinton. You know, a lot of people look at us as warmongers. Some people look at us as the police of the world. SP 500 down 13, the Dow down 80, the NASDAQ down 37. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Best way to reduce shocks to a portfolio, both in retirement as well as in youth. Thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, World events. Let's let's just look at the last decade. We've seen a tech bubble, and then we saw a real estate bubble, and now we're right in the middle of a debt bubble. We've seen Greece. We're dealing with issues of Spain and Italy now. Uh, what's next? Iran. I, I mean, think, I think it's gonna be Mr. Bubble. Mr. Bubble. 
I think he's making a resurgence, and people are going to say, the next bubble is Mr. Bubble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's just go with that. So the best way that I've seen to to reduce the shocks in overall portfolio is to stay diversified and rebalance often. Not sexy. No, no. Well, I mean, here's here's the deal, though. When When people come and talk about asset allocation, it can go into other levels. For example, in your bond portfolio, do you own not only corporate bonds, high-yield bonds, government bonds in the form of tips, um, you know, also international bonds. I mean, if you're earning – if the dollar falls, for example, let's say inflation is a shock or a falling dollar is a shock to the overall market, if you're earning interest in other currencies and foreign bonds – that's a good hedge against the dollar. But the best way to do it is to make sure you have emergency reserves. And when you're you know, young and working at 6 to 12 months of your family's expenses in cash. So if you need you know, $4,000 a month to keep the lights on and the food on the table in your house, you need six times that a minimum in cash. Can you put that in muni bonds? No. Because I get that question all the time. People who want to use their cash to get higher returns. Now, potentially, I mean, there's, there's you know, California tax-free money market accounts, and that's okay. You've saw you've seen issues though where that has you know, had issues of of returns. You saw a couple of money market funds break the buck in 2008 and nine. That's, um, that's a phrase just to let people know that we never thought the the buck could be broken. Right, because most money market shares trade at a dollar a share all the time, and the institution never wants to give you 99 cents back because that would be shameful for them. Well, and most money market funds are costing mutual fund families money now to keep them at a dollar. Gotcha. Because you can't hunt for yield. They were hunting for yield in European bank paper, and they're pretty much out of it at this point. So it's harder to even keep you know their interest rates above zero. But with that said, it's you know when you're in retirement or close to retirement, you need three years worth of your portfolio draws in cash because world events will occur. Seven out of ten years are positive. Three out of ten years are negative. To get through those negative years in the market when you can't rebalance your portfolio and peel off gains because there aren't any, right. you've got to have the cash to live off of. If you look at your portfolio over all of the last three bubbles that we've had, balanced portfolios have averaged over 6% unless you drew on them when they were down. In that case, you're way behind. So to, to ward that off, you've got to invest the right way in asset allocation, have different asset classes that are doing well. Um, when the stock market isn't, and you've got to have cash for when everything is doing poorly. Like 2009, asset allocation, everything fell off a cliff. Even gold fell off a cliff in a really ugly time because hedge funds were having to sell it to meet redemptions. Okay, let's ask, let me ask some questions. And you, short answers, okay? Okay. At this moment in time, do you own corporate bonds? Yes. At this moment in time, do you own high-yield bonds? Yes. At this moment in time, do you own tips? Yes. Treasuries? Uh, yes, in the intermediate term. I'm not, I can't tell you if I will in 12 months. But How about right dividend now. achievers? Oh, majority of the stock portfolio. Okay. 100% of our individual stocks, dividend achievers, and a good portion of our balanced ETF no-load fund portfolio is dividend achiever. And you know, like in a bullish market, that most of those are going to underperform the bullish stocks, but yet you still have to do it. And in a bearish market, those are going to save you. Well, you see, am I oversimplifying? You're oversimplifying because I think actually in a dividend achiever, um, well, not okay. just dividend paying stocks, those have underperformed a bull market. Dividend achievers are growing companies that still pay a dividend. So the yield isn't as high, but their growth, you, you look for growth there too. 
but where they get you know in a dividend achiever where you 2009 for example the income in the stock portfolio still went up even though the overall market was down yep. because you're divi- you're buying companies that raise their dividend so between your 3 years worth of expenses in cash and your dividends that come in on a quarterly basis you've got that hedge i mean the way that i do it is i'm always at least hedging you know 5 to 7 years worth of income so i know i don't have to sell anything if we go through a period of like 2000 when the market topped out tanked down to 2003, and then recovered by 2007. I want to be able to get people through those types of periods because they're going to be retired from 65 to 100. Okay. Probably what I should have said is that sometimes these basket of income producers make us feel like I wish the money was elsewhere. In hindsight, I wish I had it all at Apple. Mm -hmm. But you just can't do it. No. Asset allocation, you're going to have to realize that when the market is a 100% bull market – um, you will underperform a little bit because your bonds won't be keeping up with the the stocks. Your, uh, you know, your your emerging markets tend to fall more than the S and P 500 in a na- in a negative year, but they tend to do better in a in a good year. So it it's it all rotates. It all reverts to the mean. Talking best ways to reduce shocks in a portfolio in retirement at CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at Law Online ChadBurton.com. That's chadburton.com or his company, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. He and I do seminars around the Bay Area all the time. You can come out and meet him. He's a good guy. I think you'll grow to like him. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What do you do to kill time? Do you play Candy Crush? Is that the best use of your time, in your opinion? I know you're saying, don't lecture me. Don't lecture me, bro. Wall Street's lighting on worry about will we or won't we strike Syria. S&P 500's down 13 today. The Dow's down 84. The Nasdaq's down 40. We've had a great year. I don't expect stocks to always be hitting 52-week highs. It doesn't work that way. And I'm good with that. I expect capitalism to work over time. I expect to have market buying opportunities. I expect to have some moments of fear that I need to stop via having moments of confidence. And what I mean by that, I'm not speaking in vague terms here. I'm speaking very clearly and very eloquently when I say a lot of investors don't have a a plan or a concept, and they, they get themselves into an enormous amount of trouble. Bill Ackman, he failed aggressively at JCPenney's for all his brilliance. He's done great work with hundreds of companies, but it looks like he didn't get the core concept of the core client who shops at JCPenney's. He is not a stupid man, yet he's looking kind of foolish right here, right now. And that's unfortunate, because I honestly think he's been more right than wrong a lot of times in history. So, and I don't know, maybe when he got in that argument with Carl Icahn, he just got schooled. So he's selling his entire stake. He purchased just under 40 million shares. That means he's going to lose over $600 million. You think you've had a bad day of investing? How about that bad day of investing, right? I don't think it gets much worse than that. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Wall Street sliding. Some other stories of note today. There's an interesting one. The average woman 
has a suit collection worth $760. That's half a year of funding your retirement. That's crazy. You can find out about the seminar coming up in... Where's it coming up at? Moscato's the Toll House Hotel. September 12th, 6.30 to 9. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Black has a financial interest in the success of New Focus AM 12 is overshadowing a report showing consumer confidence on expected 0.1%. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Three big stories today. Number one, U.S. is getting ready to imminently strike Syria. Number two, debt ceiling debates starting to become public media fodder. Story number three, housing, very, very strong. Quarterly figures for the market nationally show that prices covering all the U.S. climbed 10.1% in the second quarter. From the same period in 2012, matching the year-over-year gain in the quarter. Home prices adjusted for seasonal variations rose 9 tenths of percent. San Diego, Las Vegas had the biggest adjusted monthly increase. Year-over-year, San Francisco up 24.5%. All 20 cities in the index showed gains on a year-over-year basis. That's telling you that it's starting to get kind of silly. Like, everyone's winning. And you know, we're not going to crap out, but... Winners! Someone's going to throw snake eyes at some point. Expansion housing has helped the outlook of Lowe's and Home Depot and Williams-Sonoma, amongst other home-owning stocks. Home ownership is the American dream. There's no doubt about it. Get a little culture, get a little neighborhood, get a little network, takes a village to raise a child. S&P 500 down 14, Dow's down 84, NASDAQ down 40. Bill Ackman, he just didn't know the JCPenney's customer. He tried to fit a concept into them and not sell into their strengths or weaknesses. Instead, he went after their weaknesses, not their strengths. Oil is above $108 a barrel. That's interesting to note because higher gasoline means a tax on the U.S. consumer. A tax on the U.S. consumer means we spend less. It's not a pretty picture. Not a pretty picture. I got a velveteen. Dogs playing poker. First caller does not get it. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Major League Baseball, end of the season. Great time to get a discount on a baseball game 
if your team's been knocked out of the playoffs. Some Giants tickets are going for as little as $8. Next time you stop into Whole Foods, pay attention. Starbucks is getting their way into the shelf. Evolution Harvest line of snack bars, as well as Evolution Fresh, which is juice. If you take a look at the Starbucks customer and the Whole Foods customer, they're both both basically snobs. I mean, they're both basically willing to pay for quality. It's $2.99 to $6.99 for a 15-ounce bottle of juice. Hmm. Right? Too much for me. A bottle of Evolution Fresh Vegetable Juice is made with more than two pounds of produce. It's natural for Starbucks and Whole Foods to work together, in my opinion. Fidelity said today that we're saving more in our 401k. Employees have been employed and in a 401k for at least 10 years have balances of over $211,000. That's up 19% from last year. Oddly enough, that's about what the market's up. Strike against Syria. Oof. I guess it's not going to give me a stress, but it's a little bit. A little bit. Other big stories of note today. Microsoft is in the news. It's not glorious. It's not heart-shaking, sad. Basically, they cut their estimates of Xbox One console shipments. Sanderson Farms, they make chicken. By the expected numbers, based on higher than expected prices, as well as prices for red meat, are just to the point where people are looking for alternative meat choices. High-tech pharmaceutical will be bought by rival Acorn for $640 million in cash. That plays off of yesterday's acquisition by Amgen. DSW is a shoe retailer. They earned... Better than expected earnings. Revenue also beat analysts for casts. CEO Mike McDonald, don't call me Ronald, said expense controls and good inventory management helped contribute the quarter's results. That's about all I got today. Apple's announcing a trade-in phone program. They've already had it, but they're announcing it again. They've scheduled an event for September 10th. So how many days is that, roughly? Hmm. Three... Eight, ten business days. So, not next week, but the week after. That phone better slice bread. O.J. Simpson. His Florida home is to be sold in foreclosure. Yay! Convicted in 2008 in Nevada of kidnapping an armed robbery of two sports memorabilia dealers. He's got him Puffy in prison. <gasps> That's going to be my new TV show, Puffy in Prison. Great idea. I know. So we got a little bit of worry right now. And I like that because ultimately companies are tied towards earnings per share and revenue and gross margins and CEOs and visions of the future and known data. Seriously, to come and go. We'll get through it. Is it going to be a 5% correction? Is it going to be a 10% correction? Is it going to be a 20% correction? No one knows. If you're listening to someone that says they are, you're a fool. I pity the fool. Anyhow and anyway, you can find me online at robblack.com. Got that big event coming up in Los Gatos, the Toll House Hotel. Soon. 
September 12th. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.